Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Condra Boudreau. We're the amateur nerds here to talk about minute 56 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with a search party, a bad kind of party, and it ends with a dramatic snap. Tyler, this has got some interesting stuff in this minute. We get the return of Rat. I'm pretty sure. A very large rat. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Um, Animal proportions have gone out the window. This movie makes no sense. Yet again, I don't understand scale. I think it's only rat. Like that's the problem, though. Like I think mole we, might be a little too small. If we took small. everyone but rat, like no, uh, I think uh, if anything, mole's too big. The other thing I think the fox size in relation, like Mr. Fox's size in relation to um, the farmers, I think that's a little off too. No, I think I don't. I don't think we've gotten a good shot of them in comparison yet. The other thing we have in this minute is more proof of my Phil Rabbit headcanon. Which I will get to in a bit. Okay. But Rat is quite the dramatist. Dramatic. He's theatrical. Thespian? Thespian? I don't know. He's quite theatrical. And I love this whole fourth wall breakdown of um, him snapping and his music coming on. That's really, really fun. Yeah. So basically in this minute at the beginning, we have the search party. They're searching for Christofferson. And then Rat like appears out of nowhere and says, they got the boy. And then... They want to trade the sun for his pop, <laughs> which is a really funny line delivery. Willem Dafoe. I mean, it does not sound like him, but then it's so perfect for him. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy Willem Dafoe. I know we've talked about this already, but like, good for him. They're just getting some getting some solid work done. Yeah. Even for such like a minor character, I'm so glad they got someone like Willem Dafoe. Like, it's so good. Yeah, no, totally. So with Rat as well, he's got this letter in his hand that he throws to Badger like a frisbee and it just flies so perfectly. Yeah, and it's like perfect. <laughs> and I get I And then and then Badger catches it perfectly too. Like it would have been funny like it would have been funny if like Badger like dropped it. He was like like dude, what the heck? Why are you throwing things at me? I actually get kind of angry with it just because like it's a little ridiculous how perfect it all is. But then they're animals and again scale because if the farmers wrote this then why is it so tiny and how did they cut out so this is probably one of my favorite gags in the whole film is this whole letter bit so yeah there's a letter written like like a hostage letter with like cutouts from magazines or something and kylie's comment like why did they cut out the letters if we know who it's from because they're trying to kill us and i'm like kylie you're so logical for this situation stop please well, they need to protect their identities, Condra. But they signed it, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, the letter the letter is really funny. The letter itself reads we've like we've got your son. If you like if you ever want to see him alive again, get the cuss over here on the ASAP. That's not a real phrase, I feel like. And then it's nobody's yeah, going to get I feel like, nobody going to get hurt. I don't think there's an S at the end of the nobody. Yeah. So it's just there, no. There is. Oh, there is. There is an S. Okay, so nobody's but, gonna uh, get hurt, and which I don't believe because it's the someone's farm. gonna get hurt. Yeah. Mr. Fox is gonna get hurt. Yeah, but no one else is gonna get hurt. I think is what they meant. Yeah, maybe they ran out of letters. Did they not have enough magazines to cut up? But there are so many letters in magazines. Have you have you ever cut something out of a magazine to see if it would if it would work? Like to write a letter, yes. not just like to make a collage, but like. Yeah, I have. Yes. All right. What did you do? Um, I think it was like. 
it was more jokey, but like I definitely like cut out letters and I tried to focus more on titles because they were a bit larger, like in terms of letter size, like font size. But I did use some smaller ones too and that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's time consuming, but it's funny looking. Well, we kind of glossed over this, but there is a written cuss on this page. Yes. Yes. So cuss number 27. Even though it's never said aloud, we're counting it. Oh, yeah. I mean, any cuss in this film, I'm counting because my favorite cuss spoiler alert is not said out loud yeah and the the other thing with the letter is like badger's like why did they cut this out of newspaper and kylie says like to protect their identities but the other thing is why did they write them a letter at all they sent rat to deliver the letter there are lots of things i have questions about with these farmers i realize like they blindfolded christopherson too when he's in the crate and it's like why did they do that i mean it's not like that matters anyways i think a lot of what they do is for show um they're very dramatic they are extra clearly and i think that makes an interesting uh duality with mr fox is because the farmers are just as dramatic and extra as mr fox but when they do it it's creepy and when mr fox does it it's heroic i mean this is a true testament to perspective and who we're supposed to be rooting for in this film. But also, like, we're clearly not supposed to be rooting for Rat and the Farmers because Rat throws a small child in this minute. Yeah, which Ash makes a really weird noise when he hits the wall. That's like, that's not what he would make for a noise if he was thrown against a wall, I feel like. It was very much like a soft cloth hitting the wall as opposed to, like, a body. But he's also smaller, so maybe? But also, like, the things that we're trained to think are sounds... Uh, are just movie sound effects so like sometimes when a body hits a wall like it doesn't make a noise it doesn't make a a dramatic whacking noise yeah did i ever say so um sorry going back to the snap in the not not this not thanos snap but rat snap oh okay and the start of music sorry i said the snap and i'm like the only association i have with the snap now is thanos so um i've been poisoned um so rat when he snaps and the music comes on this is a new song for us it is entitled just another dead rat in the garbage pail open parentheses behind a chinese restaurant close parentheses which is a spoiler for the for an upcoming line yeah also a spoiler for the the upcoming events of these minutes yeah contra but you're a real it was the thing from uh, Phantom Menace when the soundtrack came out where they, the, one of the tracks was like, Qui-Gon's funeral. And everyone was like, what the heck? Qui-Gon dies? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, that I was actually, when I wrote down the title, I was like, wow, what a spoiler if it comes up this early. It's the same thing as Phantom Menace. But no, I mean, presuming our viewer, our, our listeners have seen this movie before, because if not, you know, that's an experience and I'd love to hear about your experience listening to this podcast without ever having seen this movie. Please hit us up. It's funny that that's the name of the song. Like it could be Rat's theme or like the fight or something like not as specific because a lot of the other ones are like Whack Bat Majorette, Bogus Bunsen Bean, like Jimmy Squirrel and Co. Like they're not necessarily line specific. They're more character specific, so this one's a little different in that regards of term, um, like phrasing. And this is just, um, this is Alexander Duplass. It's not, um, yeah, not anyone special this time. Well, I mean, Duplass is special, but I'm fairly sure he just got an Oscar nod. Let me let me double check that. Well, while you're looking, I will continue talking. So, 
I have found more proof that Phil the Mole is the surrogate father of the rabbit children, namely because the why else would the rabbit children be on a search party? That seems really dangerous and really dumb and really irresponsible. Unless they had a guardian figure there, like Phil. And then once Badger gets the letter, and they're all kind of huddled around Badger to see it, on the left side of the screen, Phil the Mole is kind of peering over, and right next to him, one of the little rabbit children is, like, holding onto him in what looks like somewhat terror. So I'm convinced that the rabbit children have a closer relationship with Phil. I am still going on the idea that Phil the Mole is... The second father of these rabbit children, this is my canon. People can fight me. Okay. And just as an update, Depla is nominated this year. It's late January 2019 for uh, Isle of Dogs, which came out last year. And he won the previous year for The Shape of Water. And he also won a few years ago for The Grand Budapest Hotel. And so he's definitely uh, one of those very appreciated by the Oscars music the composers that's the word i was looking for <laughs> um music producers i mean it kind of makes sense he's got kind of a different sound almost like he also he always kind of sounds the same but it always like elevates i don't know i think he has but he has different kind of styles because he'll he does the wes anderson movies but he i'm looking like looking on this list he also did like the imitation game and argo and the King's Speech. So sometimes he just does like dramas, yeah, which is okay. But like, I mean, the music still, I would say the music is still similar-ish. It's not like it's identical. I mean, you can tell it's Deplat, yeah. but it's not like, not as, like, I feel like Deplat and Wes Anderson is always like a good combo. Well, maybe that's, I'm, I'm going for that. Like, he pick, he strategically picks films that are maybe going to get him nods. I mean, I think if he you, wants to work. With, lit- he probably wants to work with the best directors, and the best directors want to work with him, and that's kind of just how things play out. Yeah, I mean, if you think about like think who that, I don't think he's fishing for Oscars. I mean, who knows in this world anymore? Um, but honestly, like, it kind of reminds me of like the relationship with John Williams and the the few people he worked with. All you could always tell it was John Williams, but like he had these relationships with certain people that like. He just went keep. He just kept going back to them. Well, that's Spielberg and I don't know Spielberg and Williams. That's the combo right there. And Lucas and Williams. Yeah, but that's not. He did Star Wars and he did Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones is also Spielberg. So it's like he's done other scores I know. too. Oh, he no. did Superman and he did. He does some TV stuff. He did some stuff for the Olympics. I know. So back to Rat and Ash. Ash just kind of walks out from behind Rat. And it's like, I'm trying to get a sense of these tunnels and directioning, because if Badger's not great. party... No, it, it's it's really confusing, because where did Ash come from? If he's coming out behind Rat, who would have come from street level, or presumably, like, somewhere where Bean would have been able to give him the letter. Also, does this insinuate that Bean knows that Rat is his security and, like, goes on a deeper level? Does this confirm that, like, all of his drinking isn't theft and he's not, like, trying to keep the cellar for himself and he's actually employed by Bean? I think so. I mean, maybe maybe it's not, like, as, like, professional as, we've, as like, we're hypothesizing. Maybe it's, like, more of, like, a symbiotic relationship of, where it's, like, Mr. Bean knows that Rat's down there and he doesn't really harm him or anything. So he just kind of lets Rat be down there 
and do his thing. But then when he needs him, he can call upon him. That's my that would be my theory. Okay, that's fair. But Ash, we get a full body shot of Ash, which is really really interesting because I don't remember the last time we had like a full full body shot of Ash, and especially like with detail. And he's not wearing shoes, or if he is, he's wearing his socks over his shoes, and his pants are still sucked into his socks. But it's just like it's a really interesting shot with how kind of what's the right word like rumpled Ash like looks like it makes sense that he's been living in a sewer it's like an interesting heroic shot because like the way he's dressed and stuff and like the way he looks isn't a very like intimidating appearance but he's got the confidence and so yeah so basically since rat is uh, like saying like oh they want to trade the son for his father but he's talking about christopherson ash is like hey like i'm his son which is like a good moment like he's in this weird way he's proud to be mr fox's son uh, even though it's putting him in danger in this point. But I think for Ash, being put in the danger is part of the appeal right now because he wants to, he still wants to kind of be some, be something heroic. Absolutely. It's a very like interesting moment thinking about how Ash just was in the last scene where he was crying and like trying to figure out his place in this all. He's kind of adopted what his father has put on him. Yeah. And then so Rat runs at him and does a yell and then we hear the yell echo to a, like a shot of Mr. Fox trying to cut his way out of the sewer, which, which is really which interesting. Which I have like, lots of problems with because if their only way out was blocked, was a manhole cover blocked by a station wagon and Mr. Fox found this other way out, then why the heck doesn't he just bring everyone else out that way? Like, this makes no sense. They said there was only one way out and now there's he, more than he, one way. It looks like he's going to have to spend his like several hours trying to cut his way out of this bar like these bars but still that's another way out like you could definitely utilize your resources of many people and cut it out collectively like it's not if but the thing the thing is even if they get out and escape like they still have christopherson and the idea is that mr fox is going to sacrifice himself so that the farmers will leave the critters alone the farmers only want mr fox they don't want everyone else so even if they got out, it wouldn't make a difference because they would still be try. They would still try to catch Mr. Fox. I guess, but still, it seems kind of like they don't have to be stuck in the sewer with no food, no water. Like they can finally go above ground. I think it's pretty clear that there's m- multiple ways out of this sewer. They just haven't found them yet. Okay. And so yeah, so we hear the echo of Rat's scream reach Mr. Fox. Then we hear Ash scream Dad, and then Fox like goes to presumably rescue them. But uh, he hasn't gotten there yet by the end of this minute. And then uh, an interesting thing that happens is uh, after Rat throws Ash like a like a softball pitcher. Except he would have done it illegally because he went around too many times. He spun him around well, three yeah, but times. You, but in terms of like getting the imagery. like No, it's a windmill motion. Yes. Yes. And then after he throws him, he kind of like does some dramatic flair to like the, the search party. And then he runs back down the hallway and we get this really interesting thing where he snaps twice, but it's the same snap. It's a little bit of dialectic editing here where we see him snap from one angle and then we see we see him snap from another angle, but it's the same snap, which I thought was kind of like an interesting stylistic choice for the film to make in this moment. Yeah, no, definitely. It's whole scene is kind of cleverly shot. It's got some interesting angles and like vantage points and that kind of stuff it's it's very clever and we see ash lying limp on the ground is this the end for ash you keep doing this to us tyler don't leave us in suspense like this well i think we should wrap up the minute here you got anything else to say i 
don't. No. Okay. Tune in next week for the actual minute 57 of this show. And we'll be learning what happens to Ash. Is he really dead? Is Mr. Fox coming to save him? What's going to happen to Rat? Is he going to end up a dead rat in a garbage can behind a Chinese restaurant? Well, he is just another one. If you want to follow the show on the internet, uh, on Twitter, we're at Amateur Nerds. And I personally am at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. If you have questions, comments, thoughts about future minutes, you can email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. You can also rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or other podcast listening sites. And again, we hope you join us next time for another fantastic minute of Fantastic Mr. Fox. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic?